Okay, so he's gonna be right back, but I wanna get the pre going. Um, yeah, there was a noise in the background. He's down. Uh, on this episode podcast thing. That should be good if you can hear it. Nope, we're good. Um, we are post Phoenix. Uh, post Phoenix race in the news to not very really much news has come out for the race after, but I guess if you want to start. Okay. If I think I got the TV turned down good enough. You're fine. No, I mean, like, start the sh show. We're going. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, I started while you were walked away. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I went, all right. Uh, no, um, penalties were, there was only one post-race penalty on number seven car. Um, yeah, I saw. Improperly in, yeah, improperly installed wheels. I think the harsh is, it's pretty harsh penalty, though. Four, four races, four point events. Yeah, he lost his crew chief. Um, Tire changer and jack, man. Yeah, I saw that too. Oh, you're you're correct. I was looking at the Xfinity guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he wasn't the only one though that lost uh, the tire. Truex did, and he didn't get hammered. Uh, you know, I I don't know. Uh, star of the race, Kyle Larson had to go with the back. Ended up blowing the motor, I guess. Broken valve spring. That's just yeah. a faulty metal or whatever tempering they did to that. He, he would have been ruined my my lineup, but my lineup still did pretty well. If it that. wasn't for the 40 extra points, I, <laughs> I'd have got pounded because I lost two guys. But, yeah, Harrison Burton had to go to the back. I don't know what that was all about. Um, it... I don't know. To me, it was kind of a generic race. Really, not a lot of excitement. Um, yeah, I thought the same. It, it was just another race. Get it going. I think it's more or less people still learning the car. Get the West Coast swing out of the way. Exactly. Um, congratulations, obviously, to Chase Briscoe. Um, yeah. Second first time winner this year. So that's pretty cool. Well, I, I had a feeling that was going to happen just because it's a new car. So I think there's going to be a lot of first ones. Ross Chastain's going to be another one, and Tyler Reddick's going to be another first-time winner. Yeah, he finished third. Tyler Reddick did. That was pretty cool. And I didn't hear him complaining about legs. I didn't, legs. I didn't hear that either. So whatever they fixed about his chair cutting off his circulation, making his legs numb, they must have fixed it. But him and uh, Ross Chastain. Put, yeah. Um, uh, I remember what I wrote. Oh, uh... He was also the 200th different winner. Yeah, I got that um, wrote down, too. I thought yep, a little cool yep. little stat for him. Chase Briscoe wins first cup win, and he's the 200th different cup driver to win the series. Yep. So, again, it is overall, like I said, with, with four different win winners so far, two of them first-timers. Uh, another interesting thing <laughs> is j the, the top three in the points right now don't have a win. Um, Joey Logano, where did I? I saw Joey's number one. Yeah, Logano's number one. Uh, Kyle Bush and then Chase Elliott. No, none of those three have a win. 
Um, Kyle Larson is fourth. Chase Briscoe is fifth with the win apiece. Amarola is sixth. I was going to say, where's Amarola? He's finished consistently. He finished yep. 11, so technically four top 11 positions. But he's only yep. 14 behind, so. Exactly. Ryan Blaney's in seventh. Austin Sindrick with uh, his win at Daytona is in eighth. Tyler Reddick, um, even with his leg issues through first couple of races, he's in ninth, and Kevin Harvick is in t- uh, tenth. But look so. at the look at the top ten. Six of them are Fords. Uh huh. Fords are shining right now. Um, top fifteen is all four Hendrick. Right. Well, you got Reddick in there in a in yeah. a Chevy and Kyle and Chase, so I, it's not. But Kyle Busch is the only Toyota that Toyota in the top ten. Then his his big brother right behind him in twelve. Not far. Yeah. One race can swing that. What an awesome race Kyle or Kurt had. Um, finish what? Uh, what did he finish at Phoenix? Finish fifth. Yeah, finish fifth, and then Kyle was seventh. Yep. I think that was the week I took him out too. Like I had him last week. <laughs> uh, and where was he? Bubba? Said he was Bubba. surprised he finished the top Toyota. Bubba finished twenty well, second. You know, average for him. Yeah. You know, let's well, put him on every fucking poster there is for NASCAR. Exactly, and then let him. You know, complain. You talking about Bubba, right? Yeah. Yeah, and then let him get out and cuss everybody out and say the car's no good. And wait a minute, buddy, your your teammate finished fifth, so you know maybe it's not the car. Um, I don't know. I, I'm you know mark me as one of those that I'm I'm tired of the whole subject of Bubba. Uh, He'll be gone in if, a couple of years once whole well thing runs if away. If he wasn't. Half what black. he is, and he wasn't driving for Michael Jordan, he would not have a ride right now. It's uh, he probably would have stuck with Richard Petty. Probably probably through another contract cycle. Just because just because he would have brought sponsorship with whatever happened. He would have he's would have stayed with Petty. Or whoever he went, because he would have brought sponsors. Cause he brought a ton over the Petty when that happened. He did. See how many of them stick with him for the next couple of years, because oh shit, he just he uh, well, he, you know, he though, won Miss Donalds. He, he, he doesn't have to perform to get the attention. No, it's, everybody's watching him anyway. It's yep. kind of like Danica was. Yeah, and thank God she's done in the booth for now. Yeah. Whew. Um, little segue to there, Gordon. He's gonna be the booth with yeah i don't i have not seen anything beyond uh, today just atlanta yeah yeah atlanta i think it's like a last minute deal because like they're doing like a special guest every week whoever they can get and like the last you know it was tony then matt and then with mark guest and then they had danica and now they're doing gordon so who are they gonna get after that it might you know Shit, they might get Carl Edwards because he did it back in the day. Yeah. I'd love to see him and Clint in the booth. I think that would be great. Yeah. 
love to see Tony get back in again for a couple of races. The, yeah, but those guys are pretty damn busy um, with their race cars, and Tony, he, he was his well, NHRA stuff. The NA, yeah. yeah, plus he's got the S, that SRX uh, Yeah, so he going. ain't going to do it. Yeah, he's he's got probably not till pretty full. Probably not till after SRX. Yeah. But that, you know, that doesn't really kick off until I believe it's either late June or early July before they even start racing in that. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of prep for for him. Yeah, well, he's got people. Oh. Uh Yeah, I said I haven't got a whole lot honestly to say about um no, it was just, it, it was. One other little tidbit I do want to put out there. Harvick is 10 straight top 10s at Phoenix. Uh, the only other people to have. He has more than that. that. He has 17 or right now, right? S- straight. Yeah, 17 straight. Top 10 finishes. I don't know if it's 17. Well, I'd have to relook that up. They're, I that, was... They were, yeah, they were touting that all over the place. It's It's matching almost. Richard Petty and uh, Dale Earnhardt. Well, they did it at North Wilkesboro. Yeah. I think they're the ones that did the 17. I could be wrong. No, they did 18 there, and then they were... um, They were saying the only current driver to do it is Kevin Harvick, and I think it's 17 straight top 10 finishes at a racetrack. I'm trying to find it right now. I was going to say, I didn't... I saw a graphic. Yeah, Harvick scores 17 straight top 10 at Phoenix. Yeah. Okay. I I didn't see that. I thought it was 10 straight top 10s, but if it's 17, it's 17. Yeah, it's 17 at Phoenix. But yeah, I realize they race there twice a year, so. Right. Well, he owned that track you know, four or five years ago, nobody could beat him. I really thought he was going to pull it away, but he just couldn't get, like, I don't know, forward bite after a while. Chase Briscoe, that car was on fire, though. Even with, I think, not pitting at the end there. Nobody could get near him. Teammate car. Right. I think... I think Kevin Harvick's going to get back in, into it once he gets more acclimated <laughs> with the car. He only finished, he finished up. He finished six, so he was right there all day. He was. Um, he had a, well, yeah, and you're right. Chase, he didn't chase or change those tires at last pit stop. I thought that was going to be the end for him, but he, he, he pulled it out. I'm, I'm impressed. Um, did, did you know that that his here's another little thing I found out from Twitter. His sponsor, the, the tractor company for Briscoe, Mahinda. Yeah, Mahindra. I didn't think they were that big of a damn tractor company. There, you know, or you see Craftsman, or you know, oh, non- Mahindra's big, huge. That guy has yeah. like nine point eight million followers. President on uh, Twitter. It's big. If yeah. it's big in India. And that guy was all over the place congratulating and saying, you know, all that stuff. So I didn't think it was that big. And it's a big company. He's a, an India from India, a billionaire from India. Yeah. 
So he's got some money. Yeah, Mahindra is a big deal. Yeah, it's a. I didn't realize it was that big of a company, and it really is. I love their commercials with. Oh yeah, I saw that uh, Daytona. Tony. Yeah, and they're tr they're comparing trophies and tractors. <laughs> that was that was probably the best one so far, commercial wise. At least Daytona, I think. Tony wouldn't put him down. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, like I said, there just wasn't a lot of controversy. They they other than you know nine teams failed inspection twice, but that you know didn't seem to do much. Mm -hmm. Um. They just all had to go to the rear, and they still got to qualify, and they still got to pick their pits so the one that's been still the hardest hit on that was kurt bush and i believe that was at california where yeah they do drive through yeah he didn't you know he couldn't pick his pit he couldn't he had to do that drive through drop to the rear it was mm -hmm. why don't you just tell him to go home um all right unless you got something else on that no it was like i said it was just a race i think I know it's spring to fall, but I think that gives a lot of drivers information for, you know, the the, the final race of the year for for the cup. Whoever's, oh, I agree. In, whoever's involved, they got that data. They don't need to really go to, I guess they could go testing there, but they got, you know, they got data for, you know, the grand, the finale race. Yeah. Well, I was listening to uh, Alan Gustafson uh today on Sirius while I was doing some errands. Um, you know, he's crew chief for Chase. And he was kind of going into uh the wheel thing and uh now he said I guess the gist of it was he certainly understands the point that Roush, Fenway and uh Penske were making at Daytona about that modifying the wheels. Modifying the wheels. He says because he he's like man he says all my guys, I'm telling them, they, they have got to make sure that it seats properly because if they're off just a micro on it and it doesn't seat properly. And another thing I found out that I wasn't aware of, but it makes sense, is on the back side of that rim, I think there's six like points or dimples or whatever that seat up on the... Uh, oh, okay, the, the hub? Yeah. So okay. that's how they know that it's centered See it, yeah, and seated. I got it. Mm -hmm. and, and he thinks that the problem that these teams are having with wheels coming off is they're not taking that extra microsecond to make, make sure, sure that, it's those, seated. that it's seated properly. They tighten it down, and then that vibration or the movement, the by not being seated in those uh, divots, it's allowing them to back the wheel off, and that's why he thinks they're losing their their, their uh, tires like this. And that's why NASCAR, because I couldn't understand. I says how my mind was: how do you come down so hard? Yeah, for losing a wheel. Well, now after what I heard today, it makes a little more sense. If they're not properly putting those wheels on, then this is the result of it. Regardless, so, I know, still think the penalty for tire problems, issues, is pretty damn drastic. It is. But it's one of those things, I don't think NASCAR is messing around. They want people to make sure it's done right, and they're making well, and examples I, out of people. I guess my other point would be is, 
because they're like me, you know, pays pretty close attention to all this and have been asking a lot of questions. Why hasn't NASCAR come out and explained? Yeah, they you know, should. This this is what this driver did. This on. is what this driver did. This is why we did it. They need to explain. Yeah, and they know that they're you know the config. And I have not heard that kind of an explanation from any of the powers that be. Today is the first time I heard it, and it was from a crew chief. So, you know, I'm just Maybe saying. Maybe it's it. one of those things NASCAR told them not to say anything, and now it's just kind of we're four races into the season. They're like, okay, now we can start communicating. Well, why I don't can't know. you say anything about it? You know, that's what I wouldn't get. I, I would think they'd want it out there to let them know. That, make hey, people understand. Yeah. Yeah. But. Again, I just thought that was kind of interesting the way he explained it, and and again, it just made a little bit more sense to me after that. So, yeah, more in favor. Yeah, more information <laughs> the better. Yeah, and not that I'm in favor of the harsh penalties. Uh, don't get me wrong, but I can understand now a little bit better why NASCAR is so hard on them. Because um, if Gustafson is correct, the whole improperly installed wheel penalty now makes sense to me if that's what's going on it was improperly installed is why it came off so anyway i just like i said that it just helped me understand a little bit more. i i'm assuming just by thinking mechanically in design if those dimples weren't there the the tire would spin to the one lug nut, so the dimples are there to help the tire be secure from spinning on the single. Yes, exactly. Lug rotor. Okay. Yeah. So they they it's not the rotor; it's what whatever that plate is. Yeah, I, I just it's just making me understand why they have yeah. dimples there. Yeah, it's it's just it's just like a plate, and they've got six dimples mm -hmm. or indents, and then on the back of the the wheels supposedly are like six points yeah, and they have to hit and then mesh in. Maybe, maybe, tighten. maybe that design needs to change to where it's easier to line up the holes or, you know, where they made up easier or something. Well, it's like you have six points doing what the five lug nuts used to do. Yeah. They just make so. it quicker for, tire on tire off right well tire off and then you gotta make sure those line them up so i understand i understand the but design it, concept yeah it just again it made me understand a little bit more about how that worked because i was completely unaware in fact i had wondered i wonder if f1 myself, and indy's the same way having dimples I too their pit Maybe stops their pit stops are like three seconds yeah <laughs> Yeah, and okay. I think they're. I think they keep their their tires. They keep them heated too. They wrap them in a big diaper. Do they? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. But then again, I don't watch F one or Indy. I don't watch, I might it. watch it's just, it this week. It's it's I, it's only because of the Netflix show. I know that. Oh okay. I might watch uh, some IndyCar this weekend just because Jimmy Johnson's doing his first oval in an IndyCar at Texas. So that ought to be it. And they're touting it. He's the winningest driver at Texas. Uh, active driver ever uh, 
at at Texas. So now they're like, well, you you did it in a Cup car like seven times. You ought to be able to do it in an Indy car. Doesn't, I don't doesn't get... transfer. Look at Juan Pablo and Danica. Well, Danica really do. Exactly. So, all right. I guess we can move on. Uh, we we did the where the standings are pretty much and the winners and yes. Again, there just wasn't a whole lot to talk about other than uh, you know the winner and and I just again I think it's pretty cool that the three on top of the standings, uh, especially with Logano leading the points right now i have not got a win and it's crazy over the years when logano came out man i hated that dude not like him he's actually more likable i guess now that he's older and he's i guess proven himself and he's yeah except back in the day he always get gotten people's ways for fights matt kenseth and harvick and (laughs) yeah the famous uh who wears the fire suit in the family to harvick Yeah. yeah But I think he's, you know, gotten to his own lane and groove to where he's doing all right. Well, Logano came in with such fanfare. Uh, well, Gibbs tried know. to push it down his throat right out. You know, he he was right after Kevin Harvick got in that car and, you know, had Greg Zipidelli behind him. So, yeah, he came in. You mean Tony Stewart left? When, to- when Tony Stewart left Gibbs, Yeah. Joey Logano took that ride. Yes. Yeah. So everybody was thought exactly. he's going to step in and, you know, do but well. But remember, Logano was at Penske for three years. That? Yeah. I think it was at Pen. No, no, no. He went to Pen. Yeah, God, he, he's Penske. Yeah, he, he, his... he was at Gibbs. He was in yeah, the. Yeah, for a couple of years in the 20 car. Then he, yeah. And then when that didn't, wasn't really panning out, uh, when he wasn't performing, he went to Penske and boom, wins a champion. Yeah. Like I said, he's he's proven himself, and he's being a good average driver almost every race. He's he's staying clean. Yep, he is so far. Him and his teammate, you know, is Austin Cedric's up there. You know, he's above. I'm looking. We're trying to see where Ryan Blaney. Oh, Ryan Blaney's seventh. Then it's yeah. Tyler Reddick. So they're all on the top right eight. That's better than Hendrick right now. Yeah. It is actually Cindric Blaney and Logano all in top eight. Yeah. It just makes and you where it just, just because I have this makes you want where's Kislowski? Eighteenth. Yeah. Bubba Wallace is in front of him. <laughs> only by two points. And that only reason, only reason is because of Daytona. Right. It wasn't for that. Take Day- I'd love to see the stats of Daytona taken out of this. Because Chase Elliott probably would be number one if it wasn't for Daytona also. Well, Chase is doing just fine by himself. Oh, yeah. Um, Heard. His win's coming, uh, too. It is. I think before the end of the year, Tyler Reddick, he's haunting it right now. Ross, his chain is haunting it. Even Austin Dillon. I know he's 16th in the points, but he's performed. But he got crashed last lap. On Phoenix, too. Oh, yeah, Daniel Suarez. That, yeah. That's still a little bit of a story in the NASCAR media. That I guess uh, Suarez even tried to call him and all that, and Dylan won't take the call. Good. He's that upset with him. Be the intimidator. You're in that car. Make it intimidating. Well, and that wasn't, uh, you know, 
I think uh, Suarez just ran out of talent on that last corner, but uh, it's not like he intended to. And Wow, that's actually interesting. Know. Christopher Bell is actually 30th in points. I thought yeah. he'd be way higher than that. Look at Denny Hamlin, 27th. What? Let me. I'm looking at this. I'm looking at the 2022. Oh, never mind. Never. I was looking at um something else. That's. I was looking. That's got a bug, Denny. He's not handling this new car at all. Uh, Christopher Bell. I thought he'd do a lot better too. Harrison Burton, 31. That ain't that good, but I think he. Well, he's he's having trouble. He's a race short. (laughs) It's it's pretty bad. I've I've. I figured Eric Jones would be higher. Ty Dillon, I thought, would be a little bit higher. But it's, you know, the top top 15, 16 people, it's going to be real close. For I points. agree. One race swing can do a lot. It can, but right now it seems like you're going to have to have two to get guaranteed in. Uh, the way this is going so far, I mean... I, I'll be interested to see who the the first double winner is. Um, oh, that's gonna like be that's said, gonna be Kyle. Of, that's gonna be Kyle. There's there's uh, yeah, you might be right on that, but there's a lot of good cars out there and a lot of really good drivers that haven't won a race I in agree. the first four. I, think, and I know it's only four races, but still, with the way Kyle was running before his car, I think he probably would have been contention to win, but his you know car let out, but. It's definitely going to be Kyle, in my opinion. But you got guys in this top 10. Granted, they're in the top 10. But even if you go down to William Byron, a past multiple winner, Alex Bowman, Kurt Busch, then you got Harvick in 10th, Truex, a former champion in 13th. Uh, Blaney, he, you know, Elmerola, but Elliot, Kyle Busch, and Logano, I mean, none of those guys have won a race yet. And, and again, it's only the fourth race, yeah. so I get that. Yeah. But when you got guys like Cindric and Briscoe uh, winning on top of, you know, I don't know. It'll be interesting. Th- this weekend will tell a lot. They're, they're away from, uh, you know, and it's a new configuration, too, at Atlanta. Uh, oh, new yeah. Surface, yeah, yeah. New surface, new... I don't know how different it is. I was trying. I to... found. Now I'm glad you brought that up. Um, I know we're kind of going into Atlanta. Um, the former track specs. Um, believe this shows the apron. Okay, that's what it is. It's the apron degree. So that's the bottom where the car is. Whatever. It's two degrees. Four. The new track is two degrees. The former transition from apron to uh, the track, you know, when they're going from the pit road on, it was four. Now it's eighteen. That's Ooh, that's, that's a big difference. That's that's pretty much not racing, but the, I guess people could try to race there. I just don't think that is the intended to race spot. And then the former. I wonder how that's. This new car is going to react coming off of that steep bank. Yeah, the former banking for the track itself was twenty four. Now it's twenty eight. Um, former track. That's going to be yeah. faster speeds. Yes, 
The former track's width was 55 on the front stretch, 55 feet. Now it's 61.6. So that's basically a car. Yeah, another car. Six feet. There's more room to try to go four wide. The back stretch was 55. Now it's 42. Ooh. Yeah. Funneling them down. And the turns was 55. Now it's 40. So it's going to be interesting. So what, they're going to try and fan out on the front. front and they're going to have squeeze to get back it. To... Yeah. Squeeze. Uh, That'll be interesting. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what this, this picture I found. Um, I do remember it was before the season started that they were trying, or Atlanta was trying to have NASCAR run, and I don't know if they're still doing it or not, the super speedway package or not. I don't know if that's, how, if that's going to happen, but I know. Atlanta wanted that. Now, I don't know if they're doing that. I saw uh, Bob Pockers tweeted out something today, which uh, it is about the weather. It's like an 80% chance of rain on Friday, which is supposed to be their practice day. Oh, boy. Uh, so I wonder what's going to happen if they, if they lose that whole day um, to weather. If they'll try and do something Saturday, because uh, isn't the Xfinity there on Saturday? I can't remember. Should be. I'd have to look at the Xfinity schedule. NASCAR on uh, TV. Yeah, they're there. Okay. So that's gonna curtail any opportunity because because the Xfinity guys they always do their practice and qualifying and race on the same day where lately the cup guys have been doing their practicing and qualifying on one day and then racing. Yeah. Xfinity series qualifying at 1130 on Saturday. And then the race is at four. It's, it's a packed house. They have stuff going on from, uh, 1030, 1030s trucks practice. Trucks are there too. Yep. 11 AM is, Truck qualifying, then 11.30 a.m. Xfinity qualifying, then 12.30 is cup qualifying, and then at 2 p.m. NASCAR race day, they're not doing, you know, whatever. And then 2.30 is the truck race, 3.30 is, oh, it's IMS, we don't care about that. Uh, And then 4.30 is Xfinity Atlanta, then then, that's all re-airs after that. They well, can they they maybe they could race after or maybe do after that. They don't think they have lights there though, do they? I don't know if that Atlanta does or not. I don't know. Uh it'll be interesting because I they're talking about everything from imposing and I haven't heard anything def- definitive on this either, but imposing the double yellow line rule. Uh, <laughs> <coughs> which with these bankings, now that I throw that into the mix probably isn't a bad idea because that's a rather severe uh you know they get down Down in there they're gonna they're gonna do a daytona lose it and go back up the track yeah and once they try to hit get back on the banking so maybe that's not such a bad idea but i hate that rule If, if you're dumb enough to go down there you ought to be man enough to accept the consequences but um I, I, I got a feeling 
depending on what happens in the truck and the Xfinity races, there may be some race day changes for the, the cup guys as far as rules and that kind of stuff. I don't know, but it's, it's going to be interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, new, I was trying to find while you were talking if they were going to what package they're running, if it's going to be like a super speedway or, you know, mile and a half package. I couldn't find anything. I couldn't either. I tried finding I pictures of the track too, and, and they have a whole thing on their website, and it's all about the construction. I want to, I want to see finished of the track. They don't have anything. Okay. Uh, see where they don't see. They don't have anything on. I don't see anything anywhere, not even on Jayski about. They've, I'm sure they've got some older articles. I just haven't looked down far enough. Yeah, no, I, I was trying to find some stuff. Um, there's some. Oh, some. I guess some other news before I, before we. I guess we can dive into Atlanta. I had wrote down. I found John Hunter Nemechek is joining Joe Gibbs. This year, in the eighteen car, yeah, and he's three filled races. three races. He's doing Richmond, um, Dover, and Texas, which is you know getting him out of the trucks, and he's been per performing pretty well in the trucks. Um, I thought that was a little cool, noteworthy thing because the same car Trevor Baines driving, and he added Atlanta this week. He wasn't supposed to drive. Trevor Baines racing in Atlanta. Yeah, he added from seven to eight, so he's added Atlanta to his race. After well, he had a really good performance yeah, at uh, Phoenix. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so that was a little two little nitpick things that I seen that I think Trevor Bain should be driving that thing full time. But I agree. I'm not sure what the story is with that. If he doesn't really want to, or whether there's something else going on. But yeah, he's proven he's still got it. Oh That's... yeah, with the right equipment, he, he's definitely got the talent to get that thing to the uh victory late he just he gotta be consistent with it yeah um another little news news bit thing um nascar upheld the college racing daytona penalty for race suspension stands it just came out well that's i don't think such a big deal is it i mean it's not like is that's it, the wheel it, thing i think is what happened right with them Oh no! I'd have to. Go uh, back yeah, and... it's been the case Daytona, and you know they appealed it and whatnot. Yeah, because I it would if it was a different penalty, it would have probably stuck out to me just simply because every penalty seems to have something to do with the damn wheels. Yeah, the crew chief, they... front tire changer, and Jack—the same three people—will be suspended for from NASA. Colleague's not doing a full time. Schedule, are they? Yeah, they have two full-time uh, schedules, but only one of the drivers is full-time. That's Justin Haley in the 31. Okay. In the 31. The 16 isn't full-time. They have 
two or three different drivers driving the 16. It's uh, Daniel Hemrick and AJ Allmendinger, I think, are tag team in that ride. Okay, there that must be the one that AJ's going to race at uh, Texas. He raced it this past weekend, too. Okay. You see, Greg Biffle's going to be back at Atlanta again in the mm -hmm. 44. I feel bad for him because that car sucks. <laughs> I know not he's trying to help best. out a team, but he that car is not performing at all. And it's mechanical. Mm -hmm. um, he's not wrecking or anything like that. It's just, you're right, it's mechanical. And he's being a good sport about it, too. I mean, yeah, because every time he's gotten in that thing, it's something's went wrong, and then he hasn't said much. Um, Tyler Reddick signed a deal extension for 2023. Uh, I yep. seen that 2023. Mm -hmm. Um, again, I the only other thing I can see that I don't know, I'd have to read the ratings for Phoenix was. Let me see what they're saying about it. It's 2.7. I know that's not awesome. No, it was 2.3. Uh, down 9% from last year. So that is that is the third straight race in a row where viewership has fallen. Almost double digits. Surprised. And even so, but again, this is more of a, it says nonetheless, Phoenix was still the most watched U.S. sport event of the weekend. Well, explain to me what else was there. They need, it's rating on TV. I mean, this weekend they're going to have a little bit of competition with, uh, you know, the college Oops, tournament starting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and then here in a couple of weeks, the USFL starts. So we'll see what happens when. But I mean, quite frankly, there's just nothing much going on in in the world of sports. Well, there's NBA, but I don't know if they're. On. They've never been challenged for NASCAR. I'm trying to find the exact dates of the. That though, yeah, those are Saturday and Sunday games. Yeah, when are they starting? It's not only a couple. It's it's uh, starts April, April sixteenth and seventeenth. Noon game, four game, and eight p.m. They go all the way and June eighteenth of the regular season, and they have. Uh, so it probably goes to mid July for yeah. the for the postseason. Well, I guess my only point is is when there's something major going on that and I let's face it, the USFL is gonna get a lot of viewership just because it's new. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For for at least a couple of weekends and then we'll see where it goes from there. But um baseball's gonna be kicking in, so you know, and that's what the second week of April now. So, you know, my point is, is let's see what these ratings are when there are actual other major sport events going on. Cause right, like I said, right now it's, 
you should have just shut up when you admitted that it was down nine percent from last year and <laughs> not make that other disclaimer that other caveat there because against what pba bowling that's the only other thing going on right now <laughs> but ratings for sports is down in general so i guess if anything want to they want to compare to other sports ratings that are down they're probably the one of the least amount down true aired if you want to compare because every like i i follow wrestling too and back in the day when we were younger they're pulling six seven eight million views you know viewers and now they're barely pulling one and a half two million just because viewership's just down in general. Either that because of television or internet or, you know, you can watch it free on certain sites. I don't know what it is. It's just, trust me, when I didn't have a TV, I found it to watch free online. I know yeah. places to get. And if people, if I can find it, people can Google and search that. They can find it really easy. In many different locations. YouTube is... You get in trouble with streaming on YouTube, you know, obviously events, but people still do it under random accounts. You know, they'll still stream on YouTube. It'll be private. You need a certain link and it's people give it out. It's not people do it all the time. And so those millions of viewers or whatever amount is still not being added to their rating. So it's, it's just down in total just because of technology, I guess. Well, they're not able to count everybody. Yeah, they're that's, not. Yeah, that's the biggest problem. Mm -hmm many different ways to watch anymore you know who has the most active wins in atlanta granted it's not you know the the new track but i would say kevin harvick right he's got three um kurt bush has got four oh yeah uh oh two oh nine ten and in 2021 keselowski and kyle have each got two kyle bush you might as well just blake Blaney and Hamlin. Huh? Might as well just take Kezlowski out, out of that. Yeah, exactly. Blaney and Hamlin each have one. Although Hamlin hasn't won in Atlanta since 2012, so maybe the new track will well, be more to his liking. If they, they're, they, like I said, they designed this track to be like a super speedway. So if that's true, I think, I don't know, if it, if it runs like Daytona, if Fords will be heavy. Heavy, heavy contenders. Mm -hmm. Now, will it run like that? I don't know. I just know they, they want to run it like a super speedway, pretty much. Now, will it actually run like that where Fords were dominant, or is it still going to be racy to where people could, you know, actually pass instead of without pack racing? So I don't, I don't know how this is going to work, how it'll, how, how it'll race. Well, speeds are definitely going to be up with the added banking. That, that is a fact. Yeah. Um, Earnhardt, Dale Earnhardt has the most wins at Atlanta with nine. That's amazing. But anyway, uh, again, not much to talk about on that. Uh, again, I, I, there's, I don't know what to expect. I, I don't. That's, that's the thing is I'm hesitant to make any real predictions. You can still make predictions. Yeah, well, it depends to, and I'm talking as far as the kind of racing we're going to see, because again, if they impose that double yellow line, uh, uh, I don't know. It's 
I can't wait for the first practice to because I will be watching that just to see what the the speeds actually are. Yeah, what are they expecting? I know they probably did testing. It might, it might be interesting to go to their YouTube and see. oh, they didn't. They just finished a track recently. I was gonna say I don't. Think I don't. They, they have any testing. testing. But that up. I think this would be another track uh, to, in my opinion, have, be a good candidacy for a first-time winner. Um, the old the old saying, "You don't know what you don't know," <laughs> you know. Yeah. <coughs> These cars are but, so cookie cutter. Not much will change. No. I've just, as we've been talking, I've been kind of cruising around some of my other pages, and I can't find where anybody's saying a whole lot uh, about Atlanta and what, excuse me, to expect. Yeah, I was trying to look, I went on their YouTube, and they don't have anything because I don't think the track finished for them to actually go there and practice, so I don't know if they're going to take, like, the Daytona package. Settings and, then, and by package, what do you mean by that? Just what they have on the car, like setting wise, you know, the trim and the tires, and you know how they have, you know, independent suspension. Are they gonna set it, set those all to be like Daytona, and then adjust accordingly, or are they gonna go in with like California's, you know, settings of the car? Like you gotta have some sort of setting, you know. And then I go accordingly. I just don't. I just don't know how they're gonna set the cars up. Yeah, there's nothing on practice at that. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I don't want to see this dead air, but I, I can't find anything anywhere. And maybe that's just because they did just finish. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't quit looking. We're just killing air here. Um, and I had the entry list. Uh, I didn't see any uh, surprise. Um, you know, just uh, Greg Biffle and you know got some regular guys, but they've been going. I mean, right now with 40 spots open and only 37 cars showing up for about every race, anybody that shows up gets to play. Yeah. Well, it's, I want to see if I remember correctly, didn't they used to have 43 cars? Now it's only 36. This isn't recent. 43, like in the Gordon and Earnhardt days. Starting grid. Well, yeah, there was always, I believe, 40 or 41 spots available at each race and we there was always between 43 and 45 cars that showed up there was uh anywhere from two to, to four or five cars that would go home literally have to yeah. load up and go home so you know qualifying actually did mean something other than just pit position yeah it, it meant whether you were going to get a paycheck that week because you'd you didn't, and I can remember uh, Joe Nemechek for, for, I don't know, four or five years when he had his own race team, 
His one mission in life was to show up every week and just qualify, start and park, take last place money, not wear out his stuff, not blow motors. He had like two guys that were his pit crew, and all they did was prep the car and stand in the pits while he practiced, qualified, and then, you know, he would he would only run five or six laps in a race at the very back of the field and then park it. Go home. He gets last place money. He didn't spend anything other than his time and effort to get to the track. Yeah. Um, and it used to irritate other guys very much so um, that actually came to try and race. And if they crashed in practice or crashed in qualifying and didn't make the cut, they're sent home without an opportunity. And there's Joe motoring around taking their spot for four or five especially the first guy that didn't make qualifying it was a big issue in in the 90s uh about what he was doing and now that i you know that's a non-issue just because there's not enough cars showing up at the track to fill all the positions but that was huge back in the day and and i can't remember who the other guy was but there was someone else that was doing the same thing as uh, Joe Nemechek, just, I mean, heck, last place was paying $40,000, $40,000. That's not a bad weekly paycheck for anybody. No, not If at you all. don't have any overhead. Nope. So, and boy, I'll tell you, the first guy that went down that didn't make it on qualifying, <laughs> they didn't, they wouldn't talk to anybody because they had nothing good to say. No. Because there's Joe taking their spot that they wanted really bad, and oh well, it is because you know a lot of those those uh, third tier teams would go to these races knowing they had no opportunity to win, but through attrition, driving safely, you know they may pull off a at, at Daytona a top fifteen spot just by not being in the big one or two. Hmm. You know that there was a potential for a big payday for them, but. Anyway, that was that was a little off track there, but I just was it just reminded me, yeah. you know, there's now they can't get enough cars there before they were sending guys home. But they only send guys guys home only at like Daytona and Talladega because yeah. they know. What was there two cars that didn't make it this year at Daytona, I believe? Yeah, and they barely made them made it. It was like last minute entries. It wasn't like yeah. they were going to make it or not. All right, uh, how about talked out of that one? Uh, got a pick for. Wait a minute, I want to look at. I'm gonna I'm gonna, gonna say Harvick again. To be honest, I'm gonna say Harvick as okay. my winner. Um, and you know what's fucked up? I almost took Chase Briscoe too as my dark horse, but like I looked at him, like no, he's actually finishing pretty well. Then mm-hmm. he and he wins the damn thing. Well, we both had Harvick for the win last week, which again, I had Harrison six. and he did horrible. Yeah, and you had Harrison Burton for the dark horse, and I had Stenhouse, and he did pretty good. He finished pretty finished, but he finished twelfth. Was it was it twelfth? Tenth. It wasn't. No, Chris Busher for yeah, for, yeah, Chris Busher. You said or so you said Stenhouse. Stenhouse. Oh, uh, he finished twenty. He wasn't. I was going to say, he was... Right above there, Harrison. Yeah. <laughs> one, one position <laughs> above. 
so my dark horse wasn't a <laughs> yeah. whatever. Uh, you're going to take Harvick again as your winner? Yeah, I think I think he got a little taste of how the car is running, and he likes Atlanta, and it's apparently they're trying to push this as a motor a super speedway, so Fords, I think, just the way they performed at Daytona, it makes me think that Fords are going to do the same thing here, but it all depends how racy the track is, but I'm going to say Harvick again. Okay. And what was the stipulation for Dark Horse? I don't remember. It's like somebody That's who hasn't it. finished the top five who who isn't, you know, or, or something like that. I, I would say if, if we ought to at least make it somebody that's outside of the top 25 in points. Does that sound like a good... Okay, yeah, fine. I'll take Christopher Bell. <laughs> <laughs> that's an easy pick. All right. If anything, you should say out of the top 20 because there's only 13 like active drivers out of the top 20. Well, let's make it. Um, I say top 25 just to make it even harder. So you're taking Harvick for the win. And Christopher, Christopher Dark Horse, Bell. Yeah. All right. Let me look. Uh, you only have. I'm going to be different. Justin uh, Haley, Michael McDowell. You can take Denny. <laughs> he's not really a dark horse, but he's not in the top 25. He's outside of the 25. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Dark horse Denny. <laughs> Holy shit, I didn't even notice. We could, have, we could have some fun with this one. Oh, man. Then he had Todd and Corey LaJoy, and then Harrison uh, and BJ McLeod, and then, shit, you could have Greg Biffle, because I know he's supposed to race. Yeah, that would be an awesome pick for a dark horse. Oh, my gosh. Uh, let me get back over here. Points. All right. So, I, I'm i going to surprise you on this one. For my winner, I'm going with BK. I think Keselowski might actually break out this time. Into I'm not putting him break. in my lineup, but I'm... I'm <laughs> break out into a wall. That's what he's going to be. <laughs> well, it depends on whether he has that snowplow on the front or not. Jeez. <laughs> and then... Uh, <laughs> I won't pick Hamlin, because that's not a good one. You can, Hey, it's part of the rules, so... <laughs> you do it. I didn't even realize when I started looking. I was like, fuck, Denny. <laughs> Okay, it's part of the oh, rules. Man. Dark Horse Denny. Take him out. Horse... <laughs> um, Bell was a good shot. I'm not taking him. I'm going to take uh, Michael McDowell. Yeah, that's a good one, too. He's always good at super speedways. Now, like I said, is this going to be that? He, he does it. And he's pretty good at road courses, so. He is. And he, you know, his... First and only win came at uh, Daytona, so. Yeah. Um, uh, so I, yeah, no. Are you writing those down, I'm assuming? I am. Okay. I am writing them down. I got them. You got Harvick for the win and Bell for the Dark Horse. I got Keselowski and McDowell. Okay. So. Um, now we can go to kind of transition to the fantasy. Okay. Um, I haven't even looked at that yet. Frank, he didn't make any picks. 
So he just let his stuff ride. I don't know if he's having time to change him or not. But he had 140 points this last race. You, with picks, only had 160. Um, I'm still in first place. I told you I was swinging for the fences, and I did. If if uh, Kyle Larson didn't go out, I would have had over a 200-point uh, race. Wow. Um, you had 160. I had 194. I, I caught you up the, by 34. Yeah, you're not far behind me now. Now let's go to the actual league. So that was for the race. Now overall, Frank's 605 because he hasn't picked in two races. I'm 648 and you're 655. I'm right behind you. Seven points. Yep. Seven points. Like I said, I swung for the fences on this race. And if it wasn't for... Um, well, I had two guys go out being Larson and uh, uh, who else? I can't remember who the, the second Martin one Truist, was. I think. It might have been, might have been him. Now, what kind of sucked is Denny didn't do shit the whole race, and in the way this way this fantasy works, you can trade your garage driver until the the final stage starts, and then everything was great. And then Kyle Larson went out, and I had Denny in my garage, and I couldn't swap. If I could have swapped him, because Denny finished thirteenth, that would have helped out a lot. Um, yeah, I can't remember who I I know whoever I had in my garage I swapped and and it didn't it help me at all. But yeah, um, Kyle, and, and for the same reason is because if I if I had made the right pick I'd have gotten rid of Kyle Larson. But uh, yeah, who's gonna trade? No, you know? you're not. Kyle Larson only ended up with 13 points and Denny Hamlin had 24, so I would have gained 11 points. Yeah, um, you'd have taken the lead. Yeah. And then you, if you would have swapped out Hamlin for Martin Truex, he had two points to 24. Is Hamlin who I had in the garage? Yeah. I think I did switch him and Truex. I had Truex in the garage and switched them. Yeah, you, I think you did say you just swapped them because Hamlin yep. wasn't doing shit until literally the final stage. He was yep. out of the top 20 the whole race. And then... I don't know if because the cautions helped him out or not, but or the last pit stops, they finally figured something out, but he came back to finish 11th. And I, I said the same thing. I swapped him out. I think, who did I swap him out for? No, I kept my, the, my lineup the whole race. I didn't change anything. Because everything was going fine until the Kyle Larson motor failure. But no, I caught right up. I don't know what I'm going to do this week. All depends on how practice goes before I make my pick. I made an initial lineup uh, right before we got started with this, but I'm just going to, like you, I'm going to wait and see after qualifying uh, before I, I might tweak it a little bit. But I, I'm kind of doing what you've been doing is I took all my heavy hitters out because uh, I just think this race is going to be such a crapshoot that – Plus, I wanted to save a bunch of my usage. Yeah. Um, I think I, I put in all guys that I've not used yet at all and took all the guys that I've been using and took them out just to try and save some picks for down the road. I probably might do that this and week. Maybe have one good ringer in there just to try to keep some points. I might have I one in, say, put in the garage just in case I'm getting totally wiped out yeah. by, by the time the third stage starts. 
So, all right, kid, unless you got something else, I don't, I don't. Um, like I said, there just wasn't a lot in NASCAR world to talk about this week. No, is is more or less is done with the West Coast swing and moving forward. Um, I guess we can touch on one subject. I know you're going to hate this. Uh, we can talk about it for whatever amount. I know it, this could be a bigger story down the line. Is I know you've seen it. I've seen your comments on it. Uh, NASCAR All-Electric Series. Oh, jeez, please. <laughs> well, not only that, it, Tesla came out today saying they they will have a car ready by 2024 season. I was like, I put it on the on the Facebook page. That's why I said I know you've seen it. Oh my god! I'm like, stop it! I I heard the rumor that they've they're in talks to do it, and yeah. And you know what? If if they want to actually race electric cars, great. Make another series. Leave. leave I think it is. Yeah, I think it's gonna be their own series. It won't. They won't intermingle. Um, my only thing with that is that's what well, I think it'd be super dangerous. And we can talk about this more down the line. Those cars oh, breeze will explode. Yeah. They will. I mean, well, they can say that about gasoline, gasoline. motors too. Yeah, but. but those are high, high octane, so it takes a lot more to for that to you know, gas to do that. But these are electric. Those are like bombs. Mm-hmm. Literally like bombs. So oh, you get, the yeah, wrong it, wrong it, thing it, that can happen, it's it's toast. So I don't know. I think it could be much more dangerous as well. That's another reason why I'm kind of really against it. What's going to happen, you know, if, if they go airborne at Daytona, catch a, you know, the fence and those batteries go flying, <laughs> say, into the crowd and they're burnt. You know, I don't know what they're composed of, but I'm sure it's like the, they've got to have some kind of liquid in there. And No thing. Well, you know. Electric cars have a, electric cars have a certain amount of charge time, so we're gonna go down, and sit down there for thirty minutes and charge. Yeah, we're gonna have a. Actually, that's not true. They can charge in like twenty minutes, so they're gonna have in between like half of the race while we're all gonna sit down there and charge. You know, have a little pit well, stop. I'm sure that there's they can probably come up with some kind of onboard charging generation system of some an, kind. I, I an don't alternator? know that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I just, Hook an alternator but, to one of the wheels and it'll spin but charge. I know those, you know, and again, I'm only speaking today's batteries. I don't know. Maybe they've got a next gen battery or something that's different, but those things are hazardous waste. Uh, I mean, Yeah. If if you have to have them replaced in your streetcar, say you own a Prius right now, it's a, a couple thousand dollars to replace them, number one, and it's just almost as much to have them disposed of. Yeah, Tesla is like $10,000 to replace a battery. Their cars. So The thing is, though, those cars would ha- be harder to get airborne just because the bo- the batteries are below your feet, at least in the streetcars. Bottom, the whole base floor is just the the batteries, battery packs. Yeah. Um, I just only thing I do know about electric cars is they have really good takeoff, so they be they're quick. Now, how fast can they go and sustain that speed at on batteries? I don't know. I don't know. I know Toyota obviously has. They could do. Could you imagine NASCAR Prius? Um, <laughs> <laughs> And I know NASA and the Chevy and Ford are also 
working on uh, all electric. What a Chevy car. Volt. Yeah, but it's kind of like I think they're doing like I don't think they do a Camaro version, but like you know how they're doing the the truck version of electric. So like, yeah, well, are they gonna? Or, yeah. So are they gonna do like a Camaro version electric? I don't know. Or a Luminar or I, Impala. I don't know. Well, if they do do something, I hope they do. They can. I think they'll they'll a definitely different series like yeah. the Arca series or maybe yeah. the Electric Electric yeah. series. I don't know. I I, I feel like the, that's what they'll do. The, they won't be. Yeah. They can't. That, it'll be two different cars because that I don't see that happening. It'll be their own series. Yeah. With well, probably Tesla, Chevy, can, Ford, Toyota. I, I just don't think there's an appetite for that in the sports world. Well, motorsports, um, everybody's like, you know, loud cars, roar, roar. What are you going to do when you do, um, let's crank it up? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Jeff Dunham, I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, that would empty the stands really quick, as far as I'm concerned. A lot of people, pe- people who has never been to a racetrack, they need to understand. For one, the feeling the cars give you when they go by, depending on how close you are, the smell, yes, the sound. It's unique. <laughs> That's there's nothing like it. it and you're not gonna have that. Maybe you might have a, the tire smell, but. You won't have the fuel smell. You won't have, you won't have that experience that an actual NASCAR I think race that, has. One of the, if I remember correctly, the the first time you ever felt a NASCAR shake the ground was probably at Indianapolis when Jerry Nadeau backed it into the wall right in front of us, and it shook the whole stands. Yeah, I don't know if you recall it, it, I, that or not. No, I just know the first racetrack was Indy, and then we started going to Michigan. Mm-hmm. And then but Bristol. That Bristol is we all were, experience itself. Oh my gosh, that that was awesome. But yeah, that when Nadu backed it into the wall at Indy, it we were probably twenty five to thirty rows up, and it literally shook the stands all the way up there. He hit that thing so hard. <laughs> but no, you, you're correct. If I feel sorry if there's a whole generation of people coming up that won't get to experience what you and I have experienced on several occasions. Because even at the age of 60, I, I, I believe me, that's one of those things I want to go do again a couple of times is just for, for the, you know, the feeling, the, the, the there's nothing like smelling that gas, those tires. Um, you know, it's, it's just amazing. There's, there's, there's just no way to explain it. Yeah, it's just the experience of an actual NASCAR race. Senses, I guess, is the best word. You're using a lot yeah, of your you senses. Go. You know, the sight mm-hmm. of it. And, like, they, you really can't compare. Michigan's fast, but, like, you can't compare it to Bristol because it's right in front of your face. Anywhere you mm-hmm. sit in that place, you pretty much have a really good view. You're not having binoculars, seeing the back trick. It's all right there. Um. Yeah. See, you're not missing anything, and it's nonstop action pack, and it blows my mind. There's never more race wrecks in that place, but the experience you get for just any race, but Bristol alone, is Bristol is awesome. It's they called it Thunder Valley for a reason. Yeah, and it's well earned title. Yeah, that's a fact. 
There's no doubt about that. I'd like, I hopefully, um, in the next year or so, I will get to experience Martinsville. Um, if they ever bring North Willsboro back, I will have season tickets for that place. Or Rockingham. There's a lot of chatter about that right now. But um, I'm telling you, North Wilkesboro, they're going to have that track back up and running, and it's not going to take a whole lot longer. But, well, uh, for how much they're trying to change. Another place I want to I, I, I get to and I haven't is Darlington because I think Darlington is just a big Bristol. Even Dover. Um, Dover would be cool. Some of the shorter tracks. So, yeah, I miss those days of going all the time, but got new adventures here to do. Mm-hmm. All right, you got anything else? No, we, we talk more than... Yeah, you got me off on a tangent there with that electric BS. Yeah, I know. That's why I say it's just, that's <laughs> another thing on its own whenever NASCAR actually announces what's going to happen, but... I know that was something that came up this week, and so it's my something to touch on. Okay. Other than that, no. We talked All for right, quite a man. bit. Almost an hour and ten minutes. Good. And that's good to go. Probably Sounds good. upload it tonight or tomorrow and then edit it, and then it'll be live. Okay. All right, you have a good week, and we'll do it again next week. All right, well, let me get the music going, and we can get it going. <laughs>